0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: What
2: is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's a tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about. You can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersAndBakers.com.
3: In a Mississippi Minute Hey hey folks, welcome In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in. As always, much appreciated. Visit Mississippi.org is what I'm preaching today. In and out of breaks. Let your fingers do the walking. Let your soul, your taste buds, your body do the talking. Head on over to that website. Check it out and plan your weekend on Mississippi turf. Oh yeah. The need for speed. You're either born with it or forget it. Today's guest is all about it, and at the tender, old, young, ripe age of 40, just won Olympic gold medal in 2022 Winter Games, uh, his sport, Snowboard Cross SBX, where he was the talk of the slopes. Back in the day, he'd qualify in 2010 Winter Olympics. Um, he won gold in 2011 and 12 at the Winter X Games. In 2014, he would finish fourth on the podium, or maybe that was 18. I'm going to get the skinny in a minute. But he's in every Olympics until this year. He wins gold at the age of 40, like I said, in a team sport with Lindsey Jacobellis in the inaugural Olympic mixed snowboard cross race. Back in 2011 was another kind of speed. We're talking stock truck division off-road racing where he won and won often. Come on. It's time to get into the mind and understand what makes a man just want to go real fast. He was recently a first-timer at our Delta Soul Celebrity Golf and Charity event, and everyone loves him so much, he'll have to become a fixture until he's old and gray. And at 80, he may be winning a gold medal. Who knows? But we'll be there by his side. So let's welcome gold medal winner Nick Baumgartner. What's up, Nick?
4: How we doing, guys? I appreciate you having me. Thanks very much. And what an intro. Thank you very much. It's
3: part of my deal. It goes downhill after this, just like you. Downhill really fast. (laughs) Hey, Nick, you've been playing golf today. You said that it, it just went by. It didn't go well?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm not that great of a golfer. I go out there more for the escape from the stress of life and everything else. And I just get out there and enjoy being outdoors and the beautiful weather.
3: I love it. You grew up in the UP with our friend Terry Ahola. I've known Terry for so many years, uh, over a couple decades. Um, uh, Back in the day when he was teaching me how to snow ski, which was not pretty, he would be holding our daughter Cecilia up, who's 21 now, but at the time, like five years old, he'd be holding her up skiing backwards. And I was going like, how do you do that? What is wrong with you? What is it about the UP that sort of gets you guys juices flowing, and it gives you a big enough hill to have to move away and prepare yourself to be the best in the world.
4: Well, where we live, it's freezing cold in the upper peninsula. So you either got to find something fun to do, or you're going to have a miserable time. So uh, snowboarding and snow skiing was our escape for that. And like, I come from a, about a 500 foot ski hill, and it's nothing like the Swiss Alps that my competitors come from. Um, but I had enough of a spot here to gain a passion for something and I fell in love with the sport of snowboarding and, um, and I did whatever it took and I just, I I went where it took me and, uh, that was been all over the world now, 20 countries on my snowboard and, uh, it's just been a heck of a journey and I'm just happy that I didn't believe that excuse that I was from too small of an area or from too small of a mountain, you know?
3: Yeah. You know, it's funny you talk about there that there a lot, a lot of times a kid can grow up in a really big city and not get an opportunity because of maybe the school is so big that he just turns and goes backwards. He doesn't work on his game, but in a small town you have this opportunity. And at some point you can compare apples to apples, but you, you just have to be there. So there's something about the UP. I know it's cold. I've been there plenty of times. Um, what I mean, but but there's been a lot of not a ton of you guys, but enough of you guys that have come out of there and been world class. I mean, did you yeah. know? Did you know well, Terry I, before?
4: Uh no, I, I met him at a golf tournament, but I didn't know him back when he was skiing. Obviously, that was when I was born. He was uh, in his heyday.
3: Oh, that's true. I forget that you're still young. So you're 40, and you're old to be a you're an old timer to be a, winning gold. But so. What does that put you on the map as a gold medal winner in the Olympics? What do you mean? Age-wise.
4: Age-wise, I mean, I'm I'm the oldest snowboarder to ever medal at an Olympics, let alone a gold. Wow. Um, So there's just been all these crazy facts that reveal themselves. It's funny where I usually learn them, too. I'm not one to go and search and research myself and everything that's going on. But when I come home to my small community here in the Upper Peninsula, there's signs everywhere. And I'm learning all these facts like... First, uh, the first gold medal in the Upper Peninsula in 62 years, and I I read that on a local grocery store their sign out front. And uh, Mm -hmm. just learning these facts and having people tell me, it's been pretty wild. I was the oldest Olympian on Team USA this last go around which I thought was going to be cool, and I was like, I wonder if I can do that. I figured there would be a curler that would come in older than me, but um, <laughs> I love that. But it's, it's pretty cool. that Not only was I the oldest, but I'm, I'm the oldest in a, a very demanding sport. So right, a young sport.
3: To, it's a young sport. Yeah,
4: it's crazy. It's dominated by youth. Um, normally, my sport's a little bit um, later date. I think they say that the prime age for my sport to be successful is 28 to 32. I was 28 at my first Olympics. 32 at my second olympics those were my worst two finishes and um but i learned a lot from those and and it, it allowed me to find a way to keep this longevity and then to get two more chances at it like you Amazing. said in 2018 um six weeks after a broken back that i um sustained wow. during qualifying i was able to just miss the podium and fourth in the world is pretty awesome but um yeah in athletics it's it's not a zone you want to usually get
3: into.
4: <laughs> hey, it's, it's a
3: tough spot. I've been, I've had number two record, uh, number two record, and it's ugly. It's no good. Yeah,
4: you know, right. I'm telling if, you. If, if everyone's like, that's good, that's good. But, yeah, no. when You're a competitor and that's yeah. what you're you're pushing yeah. yourself to that limit. Yeah. Um, obviously, you want to get that first place. and Right.
3: Then, number two it, record it, is like a number four. Uh, You missed the podium either way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You
4: missed <laughs> I the get podium, man.
5: Yep. I
3: get it. I get it. Hey, what were your expectations? back in 14 and then 18 Um, and how did the press treat you and then versus your expectations in 22?
4: So It's funny so uh, the press tore me apart in 2014 so I made the fourth and final spot Um, they chose me um, and brought me it was amazing my second experience and we had some weather issues and it just bit me hard I mean I know everyone can make an excuse but um, I went out there and I didn't perform the way that I wanted to, and I, I was eliminated the first round, and oh man, the media and the uh, social media and the internet went crazy about how I was terrible, we should have never brought this kid, what were we doing, he had no business representing the U.S., Wow! and luckily I had learned over my career up to that point that people are always going to say something, Sure. and for me it's all about, I can either take that and let it beat me up, or I can use it as fuel. and. So I used it as, yeah, you think you shouldn't have brought me. Well, wait until wait uh, 2018 when I go there and I get on that podium and, and prove all you wrong. And, and then I just missed it by one spot.
3: Oh, man. And uh,
4: oh. that's what kept me hungry and fighting for this final one. And, and my um my expectations at all the Olympics have, have always been to win because um, I put the work in to try to get there and um, I just needed to, to fight through a little more adversity throughout my career. But um, a lot of people were thinking, like, oh, you're going to make it. My goal wasn't to make this last Olympics. My my goal was to go there and to prove to everyone back home here in these small communities what's possible if you just don't give up. I mean, right. there's plenty of times throughout my career that I could have given up and it would have been the easy way out. But um, then I wouldn't have been able to experience what I did when uh, getting that gold medal at 40. It's, it's crazy. And uh, I just hope people take from that story what's possible. You don't give up, and you just keep fighting for what you want. And crazy. Like I would have never expected my best season of my career to be at 40 years old, but heck, I'll take it. Um, I put the work in to to get it, but um, but still, you know, lots of people don't get that that. Um, that much success late right. late in their career, right. and it's quite a cool feeling.
3: Well, I'm, I'm, it's incredible. We're talking to Nick Baumgartner, at gold medal winner 2022 Olympics. He gets on a snowboard, and he goes very fast, and I want to understand exactly the route you have to take. We're going to go into a break. Go to visit visitmississippi.org, folks, to check out so many glorious things you can do in Mississippi. None of them are what Nick does. Just FYI. But we got a lot of cool things. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm still trying to Hey folks, Steve Azar here, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are most certainly giving you reasons to celebrate. You made a great move when you opened your Guarantee Bank account. All you got to do now is let your fingers do the walking. From online banking, mobile banking, debit cards, mobile deposit, e-statements, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and Google Pay. It's all right there. And don't forget to refer friends and family to Guarantee Bank, and you'll both receive $50. Thanks for doing business with my friends at Guarantee Bank. Go to GBTonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank. Member FDIC.
1: Get ready, Greater Jackson area! The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days. Only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday nine to five, Sunday ten till five. Hundreds of dealers' tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show this weekend. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Trademark Building on the Fairgrounds. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs. Exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the big one. Sure is shooting. Don't Don't
0: miss miss it. it. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
5: Visit truck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate.
2: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right
3: here on Super Talk Mississippi. as we press down a mississippi minute i've got snow all things snow on the phone today nick Baumgartner just wins gold this year in the 2022 winter olympics incredible uh at the age of 40 from a small town in the upper peninsula in michigan all things are possible i love that now expectations were early that he would do it people griped and complained that he didn't, and then all of a sudden he did. And tell me this, Nick. First of all, you have a broken back. What else did you tear growing up? From skateboarding to to uh, your gold medal?
4: 2011, I broke my collarbone. Um, So we had a four-man team. For the Olympics, you get to bring four people, and for World Championships, you get to bring four people from your nation. So our team hosts about eight to 10 guys. We're only allowed to bring four. And for the World Championships in 2011, I had made that fourth spot, but it was a... Um a coach's discretion call um, for that fourth spot, and they can take some different routes. And they decided to give a younger athlete an opportunity, and they decided not to take me and take him instead. And it was a tough one for me because, one, I thought it wasn't fair, but at the same time, the kid that got to go is a good friend of mine that I've been competing with for years. So it was like, do something different here. Be happy for his opportunity. And then uh, what I was going to do when they went to World Championships, I was going to go to uh, X Games. Uh, two weeks early, train my butt off for those two weeks and then go to X Games, beat them and prove to my coaches, like, you messed up, you made the wrong choice. <laughs> uh, um, uh, they went to um, Spain for World Championships. I went out, drove my truck to Colorado, and on the second day training, I crashed and break my collarbone. And I, I couldn't help but giggle on the side of the track saying, wow, did this plan go real bad, real fast. And uh, so I called my doctor and I said, hey, I got a broken collarbone, I need you to fix it because... <laughs> X Games are next week.
3: Oh, come on. And this is the
4: first <laughs> and this is the first race my son is going to ever come and watch me in person. I said I got to be out there, doc. He, so I sent him a picture of my X-ray. He uh, looked at it. He said be in my office in Vail, Colorado at um, 10 in the morning. Was that Stedman? Get you patched up. Was that Stedman? That was the Stedman Clinic and it was uh, Tom, Dr. Tom Hackett. Yeah, he's what a what a guy. So he went in there, he put 15 screws and a plate in and rather than train for the next nine days, I slept sitting in a chair and then uh, Dr. Hackett went there on that ninth day to X Games with me and uh, made sure that I was allowed to compete. I did my uh, practice and then uh, at 12 days after surgery, I was able to compete in front of my son, but I also went and I won all three heats and one X games gold and held my six-year-old son over my head on national television. With the gold. Uh, and, then, and then sent him back to school an absolute rock star as an elementary kid. They oh put my. the medal over his neck, which was so cool. Come
3: on. Are you kidding?
4: Yeah. No I way. brought him up on the podium, and then they, they put the medal over his neck, and six years old, he's going crazy. It was a unbelievable day, but it seems like in my career, every time something bad happens, like I, I break my collarbone, I win the gold medal, and then I actually won the next World Cup right after that. And then I break my back, and six weeks later, I get my best result in the Olympics until... This Until it's passed. I'm gonna I wanna
3: ask you okay. something about that. As an athlete, right? Okay? As an athlete, does an injury like that Sort of take your mind off of the pressure of what you're doing, like you like the like, like you don't expect it because you're hurt, but you're going right. So does it help yeah. you sort of like you know? And if and if you can get through the pain and you it doesn't affect your, it almost like I like my lowest golf rounds in my life have been with pinched nerves in my neck, so I couldn't turn my neck either way. And there was something that I was probably swinging about seventy percent, whatever. But I remember that. Now I'm not smart enough to do that when my neck's feeling good. I'm I've never been yeah. that smart. But do you think yeah. that it helped you not focus on the pressure?
4: Absolutely. One hundred percent. and then for the X Games one, I was just happy to be out there. My kids at the bottom, I'm I'm racing. I was laying on the core on the on the ground twelve days earlier thinking <laughs> it was all over. So wow. I was just happy to be out there and having fun. And when you can find a way to just go out there and have fun rather than the pressure, you're dangerous and, and crazy things happen and, and I think in both those instances, um, in 2011 and in 2018, that's what happened. I went out there, I was happy to be out there again. My first Olympics, my son was there to watch in Pyeongchang, so that, that changes things as well. So, wow. and um, and everyone's like, doesn't it hurt? Like, fighting through that pain after surgery? I'd like to say I'm just that tough, but adrenaline takes over when I get in that gate. It hurts like crazy every other part. <laughs> but when I get in the gate, um, there is no pain. Um, afterwards, I felt like I got run over by a truck. Yeah. but. Beforehand, there's no pain. You're just you're so amped up, and your body's doing what it's supposed to do to help you survive. And it's it's crazy to see what your body can do when you push it.
3: Okay, let me tell you this. When I was when I was a kid, I mean it was kid. When I was uh, an adult, sorry. When I was a kid, my, I used to love my dad being on the sidelines when I was playing football, and I'd go, and I, I remember him being, and this is glory days, my wife's going to be, Gwen's going to be singing glory days by Springsteen right now. But I got to tell you, I remember him being in one end zone, and I was a punt returner in YMCA, little a you know, little 12-year-old, 13-year-old, and I remember going, I'm going to go see my dad right now. I'm going to catch this, and I'm gone. And I did. And I remember going like, and I remember a couple times I should have been been tackled and everything, but I remember going like, I'm getting to my dad. It reminds me of, you think about Tiger Woods, and he's on TV every week, and he's obviously world-renowned. Your sport is not golf, so there's not all the money behind it. There's not all the TV and all that. So Tiger obviously has become a global figure. But from his dad, you think about the Masters, the first win, and the hug, to the embrace of his son, Charlie yeah. and his daughter. It's almost like he had to do this for them because they never got to see that. So for yeah. you, you see your son. Your son's at the bottom of the hill. Is there any visual? How long? First of all, how long is the run?
4: Um, the run in uh, in Pyeongchang. Ooh, what was it? Mile and a half.
3: Oh, so you can't see him.
4: You can't see him no, until you get there. You can the just
3: wave. feel him. He's there. I you love can't
4: him. see him until. And actually, at that course, you can't see him until. Right before the finish line, because all the jumps and the features are in the way. You can't wow. see the bottom.
3: I want to go back, first of all, before we talk about training, to your youth. And you're getting on a skateboard. So skateboard's your first time to put anything under your feet that's not your shoes?
4: Um, I don't know. Skateboarding would, or it probably would have been a sled. Standing sideways on a sled. It's, it's always where the passion started.
3: Always comfortable for you?
4: yeah i just always thought it was cooler like that was when skateboarding was starting to get big when snowboarding was starting and it just i gravitated that i was like the rebel you want to be the cool guy and 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 snowboarding and skateboarding are that um and i just wanted a piece of that and my older brother started snowboarding and um i wanted to be like my brothers for sure so uh, following them in their footsteps and trying to one get them to accept you and let you do that stuff with them, but two, try to beat them in one of them right
6: right, right, and I
4: think that's where my whole dream began is my trying to beat my brothers in something, and now I think it's safe to say that we can we can call me the best snowboarder in the family in the
3: family yeah well how how good were they
4: Oh, uh, they were good, incredible bo uh, two of my three brothers were snowboarders and and both very talented um but for sure.
3: So you're looking as a, as a younger brother and looking up and seeing all that they're doing. Because you're a younger brother, do you feel like that that was to your advantage?
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. One, it beat the crap out of me and made me tough like I am today. Um, back then, I was like, man, this sucks. But I wouldn't change it <laughs> at all now because it, it makes you tough. And, and then that fighting for their approval and just have them proud of me pushed me to that extra level. And... um and I guess I had never <laughs> proven that I was better than them at anything yet. So we did it now.
3: You know, I wrote the official song for the 2015 and recorded uh, uh, winner of the uh, World Alpine Ski Championships, the Delta Boy, right? So uh, for NBC, I did it on NBC and all that. And I and I sort of consulted Terry. And I remember the Mare Brothers, uh, Franz Klammer, Franz Weber. We did this. American Ski Classic every year, and I noticed the size of the thighs. You know what I mean? Like uh, ice skaters, speed skaters, like uh, Dan Jansen's a friend. All you guys have this, y'all are built a certain way. Do the muscles get built naturally by the sport that you're in, or do you have to do a certain amount of weight training to get them where they need to get to?
4: Oh yeah, those guys are putting in that work for sure. That's all done in the gym for sure. I mean, obviously, pushing yourself on the ski hill doesn't hurt it, but no, that comes from um, training to make your legs as strong as you can so you can hold that edge and you can hold that power because the speeds we're going, it's, you're riding right on that edge. So you wow. need to be uh, strong and, um, and stay in that great form or things are going to get ugly fast.
3: Talking so, Nick Bombardier. Your... Good, I'm sorry, Nick.
4: Yeah, no worries. We're going to go into a
3: break. Yeah, We're going to take a quick break, real quick, because we have to. And I know you're driving from yeah. golf right now, which you had your lowest round in history. I'm just going to say that. Let's just go with it. At the age of 40. Yeah. At the age of 40. Uh, I'm Steve Azor with Nick Baumgarner. He just won the gold medal at the age of 40 in the Winter Olympics. Come on. Are you kidding me? Hey, go to visit mississippi.org, folks. Check out what you're going to do this weekend. And trust me, Nick, do you. We are, we are the birthplace of American music. I don't know if you know that, but we you know think about the King of Rock and Roll, Elvis Presley, the King of the Blues, B.B. King, the King of Country, uh, Jimmy Rogers. We can go forever. Would you like to hear in the break? Look, you're going to play D.J. Muddy Waters or Charlie Pride. Charlie Pride. I love Charlie. God rest his soul. Beautiful man. Both their souls. But Charlie Pride, man. Such a great man. Always good to me. That's what we're going to listen to. You're on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar, my pal Nick Baumgarner. Gold medal winner. Driving down a UP highway. We'll be right back.
2: It's a snippy roll on,
5: it's a snippy roll, on. roll on.
2: the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sillander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Sunny skies today. High near 95. Tonight, a slight chance of rain. Mostly clear. Low around 78. Your Saturday brings a 40% chance of rain. Sunny skies and hot. High near 97. And a look to Sunday. A 50-50 shot of the wet stuff. Mostly sunny. High near 93. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
6: If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at ClintonBodyShop.com.
3: Have you heard? Trust Care Kids is transforming children's health care.
1: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
0: It's Alyssa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's been three weeks since the city of Vicksburg implemented a 60 day curfew for those ages 17 and under in light of the recent uptick in crime. According to Vicksburg Mayor George Flags, the curfew has been successful so far.
5: We hadn't had any uh, spike up in crime since we implemented. uh, I think the parents are taking responsibility for their children. I think it's the best thing we could have ever implemented uh, during the time of uh, the increase in spike of burglary uh auto burgers and residential burgers he
0: says that part of the success is due to the parents in the area
5: parents have stepped in and they're doing what they're supposed to do we just had the biggest fireworks show uh, ever in the city of vicksburg on monday night and at 11 o'clock i'm telling you you didn't have a child under age or the young adults under the age of 18 on this. Person. For more
0: Mississippi News go to supertalk.fm Hello, I'm Kenny Francis from Corning, Arkansas. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer, and being selected as Arkansas 2022 Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
5: This is
1: Brian Haydad of Sports Talk Mississippi. I want to remind you about the 10th annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July 14th, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. When you donate to Palmer Home for Children, you're helping complete a child's life through healing and restoration. That's the Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July 14th on Super Talk Mississippi. Listen, help, and spread the word, because children are precious.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Driving the 75 Cadillac. If Nick Baumgartner could have played Dancing Rabbit today, he'd be a happy man because the golf courses are incredible. Check them out. Go to visitmississippi.org. So many glorious things to do in our home state, and I'm going to say glorious forever and drive you guys crazy. It's a cliche now, and I invented it, but it's the truth. Uh, Nick Baumgarner, 40 years old, incredible career. Um, when everybody doubted him, he wins gold in the two th- uh, 2022 Olympics. I want to go back to this crazy truck. Wait, wait, let me go back to my, where's my intro at? Where, where did you win? You won stock truck, stock truck division off-road racing what in the heck's going on there, and how much time did you spend in your life doing that?
4: Okay, so... um,
3: This excites me, by the way. Yeah,
4: with my snowboarding career, I'd always seen these uh, athletes cross over from skateboarding and stuff into rally cars. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to do something sick in the X Games, and I'm going to make a name for myself, and then I'm going to do rally. And uh, I just had this dream out there, but... One year my a couple or one of my buddies bought a couple of these race trucks and was racing these they're just old I mean there's nothing crazy about them they don't have much suspension travel they are jumping a little bit but it's just a, a stock truck and it's got a little bit better motor and, and a roll cage in it and we're, rat, we're going around like a motocross track but on trucks and uh I went he asked me to come in because of my racing background asked me to be the guy talking in his ear which, let me tell you, I was terrible at it. I was screaming at them, making them all nervous, driving all over. I learned very quick, and I did it better as time went on. But it got me a little bit closer to the driver's seat, and I said, what the heck am I doing standing on the sidelines trying to coach someone into driving? I should be behind the wheel driving. That seems way more fun. So I ended up, uh, I took a mortgage out of my little house here in the UP for ten grand, and um, I said I was going to do improvements on my house. So I bought a race
6: truck
4: for $10,000, and I put it in the garage, and I said, this, this house is way sicker now. So I went out there, and I, I drove in this stock truck class for a year, and I had some um, some success, and I did really well. And then I um, talked some of my snowboard sponsors into going to the next level, and I raced uh, pro trucks for three years um, in uh, three different series. I, I raced the Baja 1000. and. And won the class two in 2012. Wow! And just by trying and, and and getting a little bit of notoriety and and the name that I've made for myself in snowboarding, and just by asking and going out there and and beating on some doors, I was able to have a lot of fun for a few years. And and then it was starting to take too much time, so I had to I had to let that one go until I was done snowboarding because to try to do two professional sports and be a dad. Um yeah, yeah something yeah. I wasn't being able to You had to give, to give one of the three up,
3: up. One of the three and you couldn't yeah. give up being a dad. Let me ask you this. Rhythm, how much does rhythm play into racing and to snowboarding? To me, it would be so important to sort of get into a place in your mind where you're just like in a song, you know, when when songs just flow off the tongue. Our, our, our thing is we sing it like we say it. So it's very rhythmically and just easy to listen to, right? A hit song is easy to listen to. So when you're doing both sports, how key is rhythm?
4: Um, rhythm is, I mean, obviously for everything in racing, especially on my, uh, my snowboard, because I don't have a gas and a brake. So what I got is that rhythm to keep that flow and that momentum moving. So it's very, very important on my snowboard. In the, in the race truck, it's a little bit different. Just because you can mash the skinny pedal just to make up for any mistakes you've made but um your rhythm is so important in snowboard cross because um you miss the transition just a little bit and lose that rhythm i mean you're talking lots of time and um right. in a sport right. that's measured with intense and hundredths of seconds um yeah your rhythm's got to be spot on at all times
3: talking to nick baumgarner so when you're heading down for gold and you're in your team event when you're making your way at what point in the track do you think okay this is really working out or do you even think that
4: um no i mean it definitely crosses my mind um as i've gotten older my fast twitch muscles have slowed down meaning i'm not as explosive and fast with my legs for sure so any start of a race that i do it's very um your legs have to be fast and moving and matching transition and doing these features in the start and i always tend to lose speed there and then as soon as we get out of that straight section i start that experience and that um the ability to glide really well because i've been doing this so long kicks in and i start just getting in the draft and making smart decisions and about halfway down the track as i um I took on to a commanding second place and first place was way in front of me and um i just I got in my rhythm, like you said, and um, I used a little bit of his draft, and I slowly pulled up on him. And as I made this move on on one of the jumps in the middle, and if if someone watched, if your listeners watched that race, they know exactly what I'm talking about because it was was a very good move. And everyone's like, well, how could you go so much lower than the guy you were passing? And it was a a combination of things, one being my, my skill is keeping my board as flat as it can go, So that it goes, because it gets a little scary on a snowboard when you're flat. Um, My experience of of passing and being able to use the draft to my advantage, and 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 knowing how much speed I had and how big of a move I could make, and matching that transition on that jump and passing him in the air, I was like, dude, this is what we're going for. And wow. um, and, And then when I came around and held that lead to the finish, I mean, it's just. It's wild to be able to do that because in a team race where I go first and then my teammate goes, if I would have made a mistake, we still had a shot at gold. But for me, it was about proving a point. Like, I'm not coming here to let someone else do the work. I'm going to go out here and I want to I prove that I could have won in the individual race um, two days prior when I made a, just a little mistake. And it was funny because uh, the guys next to me in the gate were the bronze medalist and the silver medalist, And then to beat both of them... Um, to, right. to cross the finish line first was awesome.
3: So you talk about draft, and we know this when we hear it, when we're watching NASCAR and Indy races and all the Formula One. You always hear about the draft. So you're telling me that a draft can work on snowboarding as well?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's very big for us in, in snowboarding. And when I bring that up, people are always shocked to hear that. And, and but anytime you can block that wind in front of you. And uh, it, it's amazing how much you can catch up behind somebody if you stay right behind them. And then it becomes really good to your advantage if you're not afraid to stay in that draft until the last second.
3: How close the is experience. the draft? How close do you have to be to draft?
4: Um, it's different depending on where we are, what kind of the snow conditions are to make it really work. But I would say inside a 10 to 15 feet, wow. maybe, maybe even up to 20 feet, you're still getting draft. Wow. And uh yeah, it's quite impressive how fast you can start. But it's those people that can stay in it until the absolute last second that you you see some incredible things. Because sometimes when you get close to someone you start if you don't have that experience in that moment, it just gets real scary and things can happen real quick.
3: I'ma start drafting now that gas prices are so high. I'm gonna start drafting you on everybody. should. I think that's yep. a good idea for stay everybody. Stay right on the stick. <laughs> I love it. We're talking to Nick Baumgarner. Nick, I got a few questions left. We got a small segment coming up. Um, I appreciate you taking a Mississippi Minute with me. You are a Delta brother now. Everybody absolutely, like I said in the intro, just loves you. And uh, you've got this great personality that, uh, that exudes. Uh, come into my world. I am very nice and friendly, but I'm also very competitive. Everybody talking about competitive, go to visit Mississippi.org. I know probably visit Arkansas and visit Texas and visit Tennessee and visit Alabama. Probably have some cool things, but visit Mississippi Rules. We'll be right back. I'm Steve Azar. folks, Steve Azar here, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are most certainly giving you reasons to celebrate. You made a great move when you opened your Guarantee Bank account. All you gotta do now is let your fingers do the walking. From online banking, mobile banking, debit cards, mobile deposit, e-statements, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and Google Pay, it's all right there. And don't forget to refer friends and family to Guarantee Bank, and you'll both receive $50. Thanks for doing business with my friends at Guarantee Bank. Go to gbtonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
2: 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at BaroniesTreePros.com. That's BaroniesTreePros.com.
5: too far to visit give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions thank you for shopping local and supporting a mississippi owned business
1: are you having sewer and drain problems
2: Motors. This
1: is Michael Borky of Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about the 10th annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July 14th, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. At Palmer Home, each child is received in a spirit of love, and Palmer Home for Children is committed to serving every single aspect of their life. It's a faith-based organization, though, so they don't take government funding. They need our help. No donation is too small, and every bit makes a real world difference for a child in need. So tune in. And with your blessing and your help, Palmer Home for Children can continue to make these precious lives whole
0: again. The 10th Annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon on July 14th here on Super Talk Mississippi. Help and spread the word because children are precious. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar right here on Super Talk Mississippi. When you're young you think you know it
3: all. Nick, I appreciate you spending a Mississippi Minute with me. Um, What are the plans for tomorrow? I mean, now that you've gotten gold and and there's a new event in the Olympics, how can you stay in shape and is it a goal of yours now to go to the 2026 Winter Olympics?
4: Well, so, I get asked this question a lot. It's probably the most asked question I get. And, and I've, uh, my answer always been when they ask, how long are you going to do this? And I've always said, as long as I'm having fun and I'm competitive, which go hand in hand, and the team's paying for me to travel all over the world, I'm going to continue to do this. And the gold medal is not going to change that. And I think what, what could happen with this gold medal is we have it now. It's the one thing that was missing. And... Um, now there's no pressure. And when there's no pressure and I can just go out there and have fun, like I said earlier, that's when you become dangerous. That's when um, some crazy things can happen. And so, so my goal with this is four years at 40 is like dog years. So I, I have no idea what's to come in right. four years. Right. Hopefully I'm still in shape. Hopefully my body's still um, being able to recover after the work I put in. But um, we have world championships in Bakurani, Georgia, and Western Asia, as long as the world conflicts allow. Um, and I was really fast on that track in uh, last year when we raced there. And I would always wonder what if. And I would always, what if I put the same sacrifices and worked just as hard as I did going into the Olympics last year? Could I become world champion at 41? And for me, that what if and that, that chance of regretting that will make sure that I go out there, and I make the same sacrifices. Um, I I commute an hour and a half to the gym four days a week to make sure that I'm ready, and we're going to see if I can become world champion at 41. And if we can't, I can live with that because I'm doing everything. I'm not skipping any workouts. I'm not cutting any corners. I'm putting it all out there. And uh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I know that that I did everything that I could. And I'm hoping that I have a good year again. And um, and then after next year, I'll make a decision for the next year. And then we'll be two years in. But I will say, my mom is 100% Italian from northern Italy. And the next Olympics are in Milan. So, uh So, yeah, I'd hate to not... Let her and her siblings go to that one. So,
3: oh come so on, we're gonna God. try. Oh. The body's gonna
4: make the decision at some point. I'm gonna push it off and ignore it as long as I can. Um, but in, until I can't do it, I'm gonna go whiskey throttle, full speed ahead.
3: I love. It. Well, now you got extra motivation besides a child, be it your son being at the bottom of the hill, and he needs to take gold back to elementary school. You got now. You yeah. got now. You got your. Your family from Italy. That is too cool. You know, um, we need those sort of uh, goals in front of us to keep going. Uh, second of all, it's all gravy now. What do you call it? Icing? It's all icing? It's all gravy? You've already yeah. you got well, the mashed potatoes. You got it. You've done it.
4: Yeah, well, they, what they say, they say the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. So, <laughs> I mean, we say that it's easy, I'm having fun, but the work that's going to go in is going to be more. And each and every year I find out, and as we do in aging... That, that you have to do a little bit more, and um, so I have to do more each and every year. And at some point, my body's not going to be able to recover fast enough. I take a sauna um, every day I'm at home. Um, I take ice baths. I, I worked out up in Marquette three times the last couple of days, and then I'm in Lake Superior, which is running at about 48 degrees. Hmm. So that's um, the fountain of youth. Ice baths and saunas, if people want to know um, how to stay young as long as possible, that's
3: how you do it. All right, so what's your plans for the rest of the year? You got you're being invited to all these celebrity events now. Now now my older mind is starting to work. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, you watch you watch these guys go, you know, obviously Tom well into his 40s now it's it's the experience and the smarts, right? They can get rid of the ball. They see the field probably where you would think that as you get older, the mind moves slower, but it's got to be, it's got to look like it's so slow motion to Tom now and why he keeps going. For you, you know, it could be the same thing. I mean, you're, you've, you're 40 years old with a gold medal now. So, how do you keep your mind sharp?
4: To keep the fire and to keep the, the flame and to keep everything hungry in the mind and stuff. The expiration date's coming and it's Close, um, and and I just know that that's coming. So until then, I'm gonna go so hard, and I think my mind will stay with it. I mean, the goals that I've set, they're lofty, they're big. We're gonna keep going for it, but um, but yeah, the the mind, the mind stays sharp. It's just in my sport, it's so key, it's so unpredictable that if you can predict a little bit, it gives you that advantage. And shoot, I've been on the U.S. snowboard team now for 17 years, and you cannot do something for 17 years and not gain all that knowledge and uh, and that is the only way that I stay um, this competitive and the only way that I win a gold medal at 40 is from 17 years of falling short of failing and, and learning and, and, and picking those, the positives from those bad days and uh, to get to that good day because that, that story doesn't end that way without those um, lessons learned and that's what makes me allowed, allows me to be competitive at this age.
3: Nick Baumgarner, my guest today, gold medal winner. Google him, check him out, pull for him. He's just getting started at the age of 40. Gold is now only a normal thing for him. I want a bunch of goals now. Folks, thanks for hanging with us. Go to visitmissippi.org. So many cool, cool things await you. Nick, you're the best, buddy. Awesome.
4: Awesome. Thank you guys very much.
3: All right, brother. Blessings. Take care. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi minute, All 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time.
0: Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Supertalk station or anywhere you get Supertalk Mississippi and watch the show live on C Spire Channel 70, Supertalk TV, and on the Supertalk Mississippi app. We do nothing but talk.
1: They don't tiptoe around anything. They're not afraid to just tell you like it is,
0: and they have opinions that are strong. It's what we do, and we're good at it. Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.